Welcome to episode 45 of Can't Stop Talking About Wrestling. Hello everyone, I'm Hector, and I'm here with my tag team partner, Raymond. What up, you? So, it's been a busy day today. There's a lot of breaking news. Um, do you want to start it off? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the biggest of them all right now. <laughs> Kevin Patrick has been removed from the WWE's SmackDown announced team. Unbelievable. <laughs> you, you know what? I, it's, it, I, I don't know where this takes him. Like, does he have like a, a, a job backstage or is he completely like gone? I, you're not supposed to be happy about someone losing their job, but I didn't like him as an announcer. So if he's working backstage, great. But yeah, it makes um, SmackDown more interesting for me because I just, I just never liked him. It, just never, it never clicked of when he was talking or whatever. But um, besides that, um, real quick, let's go over with um, Seth, Seth um, Rollins' injury, and then we'll let the whole roller coaster take over. Um, Raw opened with Seth Rollins um, limping. He had a brace on his knee uh, from his match with Jinder. Um, it's been all over the internet that he uh, tears his MCL uh, different ways. Uh, he might have to give up the title. But anyway, he shows up and he says that he is taking his title all the way to Mania. He's not going to listen to the doctors and everything. And then the biggest surprise is he's interrupted which I think a lot of people thought or expected him to be interrupted, but not by this guy. Um, Guta comes in and basically claims that he's the number one contender and wants a shot at Seth. Um, what are your thoughts about the whole segment of War? Well, first of all, if you're going to say the Ring General's <laughs> name, make sure you say it right, or some oof in it, where it is Guta. Hey, so, if, if we get Pete Dunn back, I might as well say Water. <laughs> right, this is true too. But with Gunther coming in, I mean, we all expected Damian Priest. Um, the story of he's not listening to the doctors, I don't know how serious the injury actually is now, uh, which is, I guess, a good thing. Uh, because if it's not that bad and they expect be back at, you know, I guess 100% almost at, 100, at WrestleMania, then it's a good thing. Uh, then we get our matches that we want. However, if he is actually not listening to the doctor because he wants to be in that main event, uh, I don't know if he's doing a good move. Uh, but just in storyline wise, I am excited because I'm like, because I think I texted you and Mark saying that they have so many options. I mean, we kind of know what the main events are, but if something did happen, they have a plan B for WrestleMania. And I think that's pretty cool right now. Yeah. Um, if it's a slight tear, if he stays off of it and doesn't do anything crazy, it can heal on its own. If it's a complete tear, you it has to be he needs surgery. But um, Cody Rhodes tears his whole pec. There was nothing connected in his pec area, and he still wrestled in a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, same thing with MJF. He had a tear in his shoulder, wrestled Samoa Joe, and did stuff that he shouldn't have been doing. I but when you talk about WrestleMania, it's and this might, like I said, we don't know what um where Seth Rollins' career is going to go. He might not get another shot with all these new um talent coming into the business. So this might be his only shot to be main event. So yeah, I I think anybody would be doing the same thing he's doing. I'm assuming he's not gonna have a real match from now to Mania. I guess there's a bunch of promos, which just makes no sense. The only reason because there's a guy with a Money in the Bank briefcase 
means you cash in at the right time. This is the right time. He's injured. He's limping. Um, when 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 the when um New Day jumped in, he was he. If you watch from the corner of the TV, if you watch it again, he's leaving through the side of the ring very slowly. So he can't really put pressure on his leg right now. It's still so it just makes no sense of why Priest wouldn't cash in, but he was too busy with his match with Drew, so he wasn't paying attention. I guess, but I mean, it made that part when it comes to wrestling, it makes no sense, and we just have to ignore it. But you were saying? Yeah, I agree with that. That, that, that. That's one of the things that did actually take me off a little bit. At least make him look like a threat, right? Like, just have him, like, they don't need to fight. He doesn't need to cash in, but make him a threat. Like, while he was talking to Guther, come out. Yeah. Seth, your time is, you know, going or whatever. TikTok. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, we all know how wrestling is scripted, but if you have that money in the bank briefcase... If I'm Damian Priest, no matter what is going on in wrestling, I'm waiting for Seth Rollins in the parking lot. Like I'm like I'm walking around pacing everything. I'm waiting for him because I can't wait till he shows up to the parking lot because I'm gonna drag his ass to the ring with a referee and I'm ready to pin. Now does someone come and save him? That's a whole different story. Maybe Drew interrupts him or whatever. But you, you have to have Priest somehow act like he's a, a, a shark in like in blood infested water. And he, he's ready to attack Seth because he's limping. But yeah, I like what you were just saying there. I'm like, I'm hoping that at least, you know, because that's a, a way to kind of get through the next few weeks, if they will, uh, to WrestleMania, like where Damian Priest is constantly trying to cash in, yeah, or attempt to catch, you know, kind of hiding, and then someone stops him, maybe whoever, CM Punk, Drew McIntyre, Cody Rhodes, whoever. Uh, I think that would be a good way to carry show him on TV, but get him out safely, you know? Yeah, because moving on. I'm I'm assuming we're gonna. Ha- Seth's not going to be on TV that much. And you can't get mad because Roman has done this. But you do have a guy holding a briefcase that's trying to cash in when there's no champions on TV. So he might as well cash in on the IC or the United States then. But, I don't know. Um, yeah, moving on. Um, this morning it was announced that um, Raw would be on Netflix. It was a 10-year deal. <laughs> it was a 10-year deal, deal for $5 billion. I mean, that's crazy all by itself, just what I just said right there. But at least we know Raw will be stuck in one place for 10 years. I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. I'm looking forward to see what happens. I mean, I'm excited for it, too. I mean, I don't know. It's, Netflix, for me, is like, that's one of the places that you go for some kind of other programming. Uh, I think maybe once or twice they've done live TV. Maybe it be a comedy special or whatever it is. I don't know like how I'm going to feel every week turning into... Uh, Netflix, and then here's a question. Uh, I really, I think we already saw that it's supposed to be commercial free if you have the high end version of Netflix. Yeah. But I want to see how they're going. One, I'm curious how they're going to do commercials. That's one. Two, um, the, the format like, does it show up automatically? Just as soon as it's done, is like you know, half an hour later, is it on Netflix right away? A little questions there. I'm kind of interested in. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of time for that. That's not to January, which I think you said the first Monday is January sixth. So we we have, like I said, we have time for that from for those little details. But like I said, I'm looking forward. We'll see how it, how it works. Um, I'm interested what I, what I was talking to you earlier today about um, having over a million people log in on Netflix at one time. They had two live specials. One of them was a Chris Rock, and the other one was a uh, dating a live dating reunion show, whatever they had. 
that one crashed. The Chris Rock did it. So I don't know that they were able to fix those mistakes. And that's the reason the Chris Rock, Chris Rock one did it. But yeah, to have a whole base of fans, over a million people watching one show at one time. I, I hope there's no side effects from that. All right, so, so um, let me ask you a quick, yeah. I apologize, let me ask you a quick question on this. Because I saw, you know, obviously there's always going to be the people that bitch, the people that love it, and then the people that are like me, kind of in the middle. The people that are bitching, like, oh, that's another subscription. I don't want to pay for another subscription to watch the that or that. Do you think this costs WWE viewers, like, because they don't want to spend more money to watch a program and become like a mark and watch it with highlights? Um, no. I'm totally not in that type of business. I am in, I have a business. I've learned how to run a business somehow. So I've, it's basically knowing what you have. So they feel like they have something that no matter what they do, people are going to, um, you know, that old saying, if you build it, they will come. So it's like that. They're so proud and, and, um, how can you say it? Um, positive and all that. It's insecure of what they have that they know that people are going to spend money for it. It's it's not an outrageous thing. If you if you want to leave one, it's what I, I don't I don't know how much. I think the high premium of Netflix is sixteen dollars. It's up there. You can get it with the commercials, which I think would be only around nine ten dollars. So they're expecting that people are going to cash in when you sell um twenty thousand dollar front row seats and they sell out in minutes. Yeah, I think they they expect people to pay for Netflix. So this is true. All right, yeah. moving on. And as, as we've noticed too, uh, WrestleMania tickets and and pay per view tickets keep going up every year, and they keep selling out arenas. And if you listen to Triple H after every press conference, they're breaking records every pay per view. So yeah, um, I, they won't have an issue with Netflix. Um, we we woke up to more breaking news as. I think everyone, when they saw this picture, they had to backtrack it, double-check it and everything because it looked photoshopped. We wasn't sure if it was true. Um, Dwayne Johnson was was announced as part of the board of directors for WWE and the UFC, but most important, importantly, the WWE. So basically, The Rock is kind of running WWE. Um, A hundred questions. <laughs> I'll give two right now. Does that mean Triple H answers to The Rock now? I'm sorry, Dwayne Johnson. And is this what he meant when he said, um, should he sit at the head of the table? Because he's definitely sitting at the head of the table. (laughs) (laughs) There's no question about it now. He is definitely, if there's a meeting, he calls Roman, Triple H, or anybody to a meeting, he is sitting at the head of the table. So is this what he meant, and we're not going to get Dwayne versus Rock, or... You mean Dwayne versus Roman? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, we definitely know that, uh, I think part of this deal is that The Rock did get his name, which we'll probably talk more about in detail in a second. So he can be referred to as The Rock. Yes. Uh, definitely, he's sitting ahead of the table. Uh, I don't know if that's what he meant a few weeks ago, but um, I wonder, like, how much influence he's actually going to have or is he just like a figurehead to be like, yeah, look, we got you know, Dwayne Johnson. In an interview, I can't remember what interview it was. He briefly talked about um, owning WWE or at least being a part owner of it. And he was talking about how big and important that would be since his um, grandmother 
was the owner of a wrestling company and made and worked with Vince McMahon. So this is like, like they definitely, maybe 10, 20 years from now, they're definitely making a movie about The Rock. From being, from from as a little kid, his TV show does everything. You make a drama about it. I mean, it's crazy from where he started to basically now being board of directors. And, it's, and I'm only assuming that he's going to move up from that position. But um, like you said, just by him becoming the board of directors, he got his his name, The Rock, officially. He owns it now. He got it back. He could use it in any way he wants. And on a side funny note, um, as we're recording, NXT is on. Um, William Regal has been back, brought back on TV, on NXT. And he just congratulated Ava, who is The Rock's daughter, as being the youngest general manager. She is officially the general manager of NXT. So it just seems like... What? <laughs> it just seems like after, with the, with Dwayne Johnson being <laughs> one of the directors, <laughs> everything is falling into his way and his family and his bloodline. Because, yeah, I don't... I don't know where this these Shawn Michaels or whatever because the segment was um, you see Shawn Michaels um, off his door it opens Ava walks out very happy then Regal comes out and she thanks Regal for being at the meeting with with um, with, with her and he congratulates her as being the officially the youngest general manager and he wishes her luck and he gives her like a little pep talk of how to beware of everybody's ego and everybody's attitude and how to take care of it and everything. So yeah, Ava is the general manager of NXT. Congratulations. Uh, yay. Uh, <laughs> see, that, that's what it's called. I forgot what the term is. Uh, the definition out there where like the kid gets what he wants or what they want because of the parent and who yeah. they are. That, that falls in that definition right that there. Definitely, but how, okay. Yeah. I, I have a question because I'd be falling out of NXT sometimes. It's been a dry spell for me. I haven't really been watching. When did Ava, because I know she was doing stuff backstage. Do you know when exactly she started doing the segment to, I guess, become, quote, a general manager? Um, I know she was working, like, I. it seemed like for the females only. Like she was, like, the the source. If the if the, if the females had an issue, she, she would run to Shawn Michaels and, like, make the match official. What... Would they give more details about what this meeting consists of? Because they didn't show like what the meeting was. They just showed them walking out, and so yeah, so it's weird because Shawn Michaels was the one making the matches and everything. So where does this leave him? Does he just stay as a writer and he's off screen, and now she does everything now? Because now we officially have three general managers. So and yeah, here's one more question. I was like, before we move forward, what does she bring? You think? to NXT as, like, a figurehead. Because I I just, you know, I'm assuming that it's supposed to be a build-up to a story where she wrestles someone pretty much like any other general manager story. Exactly. But I, I don't I don't know what she brings in that title. Like, I, I don't know what she does. I mean, you know? Yeah, um, me either. Um, I'm assuming the reason she's doing this is just like everybody else, her wrestling skills are not there yet. So they need something to put her on the screen. As she's training on the side, and, and like you said, eventually I'm, I'm assuming she's going to piss somebody off and be an evil general manager and have to fight somebody. But as of right now, it's just uh, if you want to say a pretty face on TV, um, is it <laughs> is it going to be a connection to The Rock and somehow 
Is this connected to the Bloodline story? I don't know. But yeah, when I when I saw this, I, w- I was shocked. But it, and it's also funny that it happened today with all of this being announced about Dwayne Johnson being in charge and he getting his name The Rock back and now his daughter's in charge. It's just they all running shit now. <laughs> Definitely the ones. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, what else I have? Um, th- we've been hearing a lot about um re-signings. Of all these wrestlers resigning and everything. Quietly, we haven't heard anything about Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Drew McIntyre, and Finn Balor, whose all contracts end supposedly like right after WrestleMania, sometime in April. So it's just, I don't know if they signed them and they just kept it quiet, which is weird because they've been mentioning all their resignings. But um, yeah, do you think any of those guys are leaving or are they going to all get resigned? So Finn Balor, I don't see him going anywhere right now. Um, I think he has a good, you know. Yeah. I feel that uh, Becky and Seth, they're making a tremendous amount of money. I don't see them leaving. The only one that has a question mark again is Drew McIntyre. Um, I don't know, you know, where his head is at. Does he feel like an edge? Like he needs, you know, new people, new challenges, get respect, uh, and, and head to AEW or wherever, wherever he may go. If he were to go, um, so Drew's the only one I have a question mark on. Yeah, I, I, I don't see him as a a heavyweight contender anymore, and I don't know if that's if that changes like the way he feels. Like, well, maybe he feels that way, and he's like, okay, I might as well go somewhere else, like Ziggler did. Um, I see him more like maybe finding like a good tag team partner, and and like running like do, doing something like that. But um, hey, you never know. Some people are just happy where they're at, and but I I don't see Drew that way. I see Drew as someone that's gonna want the title and always want to be in that picture. So if they don't have that kind of story for him, I could see him leaving and try to I don't know run um Impact or I'm scared to say AEW, but yeah. But um, let's go right back to where we started with The Rock. Um, today he was on. He's been all over. The news and everything, ESPN, different um, um interviews. He did say that um there was basically a very good chance of him fighting Roman. So it, he didn't say it was guaranteed. So and I don't think if it was guaranteed, he would say it. But he did say there was it's, it's a good chance, and that if they were to um wrestle at uh, WrestleMania, it would be the greatest and biggest um main event at WrestleMania ever. And he go. <laughs> And um, he it, it was, and he said he it would be something that he, he will um, that will have to be built. And um, and it, it, between um, TKO and his brain and Triple H's brain and everything, they would put up basically a show that the whole entire world will watch. That is the plan. Now with him talking like this, now everybody's all hyped up again. But doesn't that sound like? It's, that's going to need more time than nine weeks? Because WrestleMania is in nine weeks. Are you going to do the world's greatest, biggest WrestleMania in nine weeks? When, when it's basically already sold out. So I'm thinking that kind of plan, what you're talking about, the biggest, greatest WrestleMania, um, the whole world is going to watch. I, I think that needs time to be built up. What do you think? Or are we just going to get that in Philadelphia? I mean... 
it is a new era, as you know. Like they they managed now to do quick stories, and that's it. It's over with. I mean, if they were smart, uh, me, I know as much as everyone wants to have that on WrestleMania and the grandest stage of all. Uh, if you need build up, SummerSlam is your goal. If you're just doing it for a cash in, which the most likely they are, WrestleMania is your spot. So it's going to be interesting to see how fast they do the story or how slow they decide to you know milk it because they can go all the way to WrestleMania 41 and then kind of do the match then. Right. I don't know the interest will still be there a year later, but I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Um, let's um play fantasy. I have this quick story. So it's going to be a little story time with Hector. I'm going to give you this little quick little storyline. You tell me how you feel, and you can change it or tell me it's, it's a shitty story or whatever. Anyway, we get um, our WrestleMania this year, 40 at Philadelphia. It's Cody versus Roman. Cody wins. Roman loses his title. Um, that same week, Solo attacks Roman. Spikes him to death and everything, and we don't see Roman no more. He is the new head of the table and so on, and wrestling stories happen, and we move on from that. Now that The Rock is, or Dwayne Johnson, whatever you want to call him, is um, board of directors, we see him more on TV as a corporate guy. He doesn't come out as the wrestler. So we go back to the old days of the corporate, and he basically is an asshole. He is a heel. He is He's only here... To look out for himself, act like Mr. Hollywood, uh, fuck the things up, basically, put things upside down. So now fans can't stand him. They're booing him. We can't stand The Rock. We don't, Every time he comes out, it's basically like an evil Ritz McMahon. We don't want to see him no more on TV. But he keeps on showing up and pushing and using his power to get his way. And maybe helping his bloodline or whatever. It comes to a point where Triple H gets involved, and he is so pissed off, and now basically he's getting to these verbal arguments with um, The Rock, but he can't do anything about it because of his health. So now he has to bring back Roman to stop The Rock. Now we have the fans cheering as loud as they can for Roman, which we've never really had, and they're all 100% backing Roman because they want him to stop The Rock, and we finally get Rock versus... Roman next year. That's a it's for me it sounds like a good story. All right. right. Um it does. I like <laughs> it. Um I my only concern would be um obviously fantasy is you know, would the rock have time for WWE if that were to happen? That'd be like my only question in that story. However, I think I like it. It's, it is the build up is it pissed Another layer to the bloodline and guess Roman to be a good guy again. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, because their, their goal is always to have Roman as big as Cody Rhodes. And when I say big as that reaction, like they want everyone to buy his merch and cheer for him like he's uh, Captain America. And Roman has never had that. I think this this way... If you have a heel rock who is pissing everybody off, uh, and I think it's a perfect time because a lot of people, it's it's sad to say that a lot of people don't know The Rock. They they know Dwayne Johnson, the actor, and Dwayne Johnson, this person, but not as a wrestler. So him coming now and, and being this corporate guy, that's what people are going to know him as. And and this is not just for young kids. There's certain, there's certain adults 
who are not 100% into Hollywood business. And when they saw like pictures of Roman versus The Rock, they were like, oh, the actor's going to fight Roman? And I was like, he was a wrestler. And they're like, he was? So it's it not just because we're wrestling fans, we can't expect that everybody else are wrestling fans. They know exactly what's going on. So I think it could work. And with his crazy schedule, he doesn't have to be on TV every day or every week. It's a, I, like I said, it's fantasy, but it's a corporate thing. He just comes in once in a while just to fuck things up. Everything's going smooth and he comes messes up. It goes smooths a little. He comes messing up. We're tired of him. We can't stand him. And Triple H leaves him out the way. And he brings in Roman, his big dog. Yeah. 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 Oh. It, 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 back to the rock for a second. That's because everything you kind of telling me there. Do you think that the rock is going to lessen his movie roles? Because obviously, as an executive, right? You're. I, I don't know how you're going to have time to do that and a movie for five, six months. And then come back and run the XFL, whatever it's called now, because he, he merged with some other football. How do you have time for all this? That's my question. Yeah, I, I think his movies are going to be um, less and different. I think his, no matter, we may may see his movies as these big summer blockbusters. His last couple of movies have been taking a hit in the box office. They haven't been bringing the same much money that they usually do, including um, Black Adam. That doesn't mean the movies are that horrible, but they're just not doing that good. As you saw him making fun of Baywatch and stuff like that. His he does supposedly have a new project coming out that he's playing a UFC fighter. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot the guy's name, but it's supposed to be something The Rock has really never really done, besides his movie Snitch. Um, it's gonna be a drama. Uh, you're gonna see The Rock get beat up. You're gonna see The Rock use drugs. You're gonna on steroids. Um, prostitutes, sex, everything. It's going to be this whole big drama, which is made by the same company that made The Iron Claw. So it seems like he's leaving the family summer blockbuster movies and going into drama where he's going to have to act. Sounds a little scary. But um, yeah, so I don't see him making three, four movies in one year. So he might say like, okay, these three three months, which that, that sounds about right to make a, a movie about a fighter. Maybe three to four months, he um he'll make this movie, and then besides that, then he has his football board of directors, and there's other people in the board of directors. He's not the only one. I'm sure he does a lot of Zoom meetings and everything. But yeah, back to the, like what you said about the movies. I don't think there's gonna be that much movies in in the future. It, it'll be like two or three movies compared to what the way he was working before. But yeah, another more quick you know fantasy question here. Do you think? This opens the door for John Cena uh, to come in as an executive. I don't. I don't. I don't think John Cena has that. And I. Don't, I might be totally wrong. With what I'm saying. This is just my opinion. Um, the Rock just seems like he's in into everything. He has um, his own tequila, um, clothing line, football, movies, movie, uh, movie, TV production where they. They make um, stuff besides just for him, for other actors. Um, they His wife is an agent for a couple of other actors, not, not just The Rock. Cena is very quiet. He's very happy of doing little projects while The Rock's been always trying to take over the world. The Rock has been rumored as, rumored as um, being, being um, running for president. You never hear stuff like that about Cena. So it would be very shocking and weird that we find out 
all of a sudden, oh yeah, John Cena now is in the board of directors. I don't, I don't think it's that easy to get in there. I think you have to have, a, I don't know if, if you need money, but you have to have a different mind frame of how you run a business. And I, as of what we know, I don't think John Cena is running any side business besides his um, acting career. I think he does have like a liquor. I don't he, understand. He does? Because I've, I've, I've never heard of it. That's weird. Um, all right, moving on. Okay. Um, we do, um, anything else on, on Raw you want to talk about? Because I just left it with that Seth Rollins segment. So, I mean, the biggest thing on Monday Night Raw that we need to talk about is the cover of 2K24. <laughs> okay. Mommy is always on top. All right, mommy's on the cover. Yes, she's sharing it with some other people, some jabonis. That's <laughs> okay. She's only sharing it with one other person, and that's Bianca. <laughs> and she's really excited to share that um, cover with Bianca. I mean, it's well-deserved. <laughs> they got, the, uh, great last they got the deluxe edition cover. Cody got the... she's very deluxe. <laughs> Cody got the, I guess, what you call the basic. I don't, I don't know what you call the regular version. And then there's... Like, I'm going to say this really quick. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to yeah. say this really quick. Anyone that's, list, that's from 2K, whoever, and they happen to listen to this one day because they are bored, and they happen to listen to this episode <laughs> this very second, they need to soften the look of Rhea Ripley. Why does she look so butch? I, I hate it. I love Rhea Ripley, but that, that picture, she looks so butch. Soften her up a little bit. Good Lord. She's mommy. Anyway. <laughs> And then there's the Ultimate Edition, which is uh, a great artwork of all the legends put together. Uh, I'm not a gamer. It, the game looks really good. Last year's game looked really good. So if it looks better than last year's, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it just seems like from when I used to play video games to now, there's more buttons involved and reverses and all that. And it's just, it's not for me. Um, are you a gamer? or? I mean, I... I... I went back a little bit. The last time I played the WWE game that I liked was like uh, I think it was SmackDown vs. Raw 2008. So we're going back a while. Right, exactly. Okay. The run button was on top. I used to, I'm going to tell you something. Undertaker was my man and I used to go in there and I used to be able to run and I would run to the ropes, throw the person to the rope and come do the flying clothesline. I used to do all that. Once they put the run in a different button area, yeah. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, that's what happened with me. There's so many different buttons now and left trigger, right trigger. And all these reverses, it just it it's it's just not for me. <laughs> I I, yeah, I, I like looking at. It. I bought Mephic. I think I, I bought last year's game, and I was only the general manager. I was more inter, inter, interested in um creating the show and paying and using the budget to create the arena and booking matches and making sure the the fans were happy. That's all I did for like I think two seasons, and I never played it again. I never played an actual match. So, oh wow, yeah. Um, okay. I saw that it is they they made it for streaming. So basically, there's like a little console that you could carry, it's like a mini laptop, and you could play it there. I thought about that. It, it becomes a little pricey, but yeah, it's just I feel like it's for me. It's a waste of money and a time because I I used to have a Switch, and I just never played it either. So I I think officially I'm just to stay away from games. <laughs> That's yeah. happened to me. I actually bought myself a Switch for, for different reasons. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's been a while. I'm hoping uh, this one is the only one that, because I bought some other games. Like, I bought the whole Comedian Edition, I don't know how many years ago. 
And I bought them because they had like a, you know, that autograph or the pop or yeah, yeah, special yeah. little items. But um, I made this buy because Rhea Ripley's on the cover. So just Rhea Ripley, here's my money. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you might be better off going to like a GameStop and they might have like a poster like for display and, and get that. Ooh, that's <laughs> a good idea. I'm going to not, I'm gonna have to look on eBay too. Damn it. <laughs> Um, we did our predictions for for Rumble, but do you have any other last minute news? Because besides that, it's quite quite um time. Besides all the breaking news that we talked about, no, I mean uh, this. I'm looking forward to the Royal Rumble. I'm officially going now, so I bought my ticket yesterday. All right, uh, it's not the best seats in the house, but they shouldn't hopefully be the worst. I, I think they. Um, I saw your seats. I think they're good. I'll, I'll let you know in person once I'm there. I'm like, okay. these are great seats. Yeah, passes. yeah. Scre- screenshot it when you get there and send it to me. Absolutely. Gonna... And, I mean, as far as Royal Rumble, I am looking forward to because what's really good about it right now, I feel like, uh, at least with the women's match, we don't know who's going to win. I mean, we kind of have ideas. Yeah. But, you know, it is WWE and anything is possible, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, with that, I don't, I, like I said, I don't, I don't think Becky needs to win it. I think she already made it known. And even mommy said that she wants to fight Becky. So I don't think Becky needs to win it. I think Bailey needs it. And then that gives us a story of what Bailey's going to do. She doesn't have to say who she's going to fight right away. And then let the whole story of damage control explode. Uh, my, my concern is we could go, besides that, that seems so easy. Oh, it's going to be Bailey or, or Becky, which basically they showed us that on Raw. Let's not forget. We're still waiting on on Jay Cargill. If she shows up, that she just has like a good moment, throw like six people out, and then they throw her out, or does she win it all? I I hope she is in it. It'd be awesome to see her finally kind of do something because in this match you don't have to be uh, the greatest, right? It's right. a Royal Rumble. You can be sitting in the corner and kind of get away with it. Yeah. Um, does she win it? I. Mm, it would be one of those kind of. It would be very AJ Lee, also, you know, was it Page kind of story? Yeah. Come in and get your first win in the, on your very first night type of thing. So I could see it happening. Okay. If she wins or if it's Becky, do you. Are you ready for mommy to lose that title? Oh, I'm never. Mommy's. What are you talking about? Mommy's gonna lose the title. Ha! Don't make me laugh. Mommy's never losing. Mommy's always on top. Mommy's losing that title at Mania. I just don't know if it's to no. Becky, the man, or it's to Jay Cargo. We're gonna bet five dollars, and then mommy comes out a champion. Okay, we'll bet five dollars. You heard it here. <laughs> and and back but to- let me ask you. Yeah. I'm really quick. Do Do you feel like because uh, we're talking about uh, Becky and not Becky? I'm sorry. Uh, Bailey, Bailey yeah. and Rhea. You think they should have had a face-to-face just to test the water on the, the fans' reaction on that possible moment? If it were to happen at WrestleMania? Just because I from like fans' reactions and if you if you read like the internet, it's never been mentioned like people want to see that. For I think for the last year, people have always since mommy's been hot, they've been talking about mommy versus the man. And I think briefly on a I can't remember the episode of Raw, they both bumped into each other backstage. The crowd went crazy, and that's it. They have never been together face-to-face until this past week. So I think that's the match everybody wants to see. The Bailey thing, no one has even like mentioned, like, oh, I want to see Bailey fight Mommy. So 
I think that we might get to see them face to face if Bailey wins, but eventually pick Eo to, to fight at Mania. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say because I, I mean, I wish they would done it. I mean, yeah, no one's really talking about it, but then if you think about Jade Cargo and then her run-ins to Charlotte Flair, to Becky Lynch and whoever, um, you got those reactions that you probably didn't expect to get, right? Because I remember seeing Charlotte and Jade. For the first time, I was like, ooh. And then uh, with Becky, I was like, ooh, you know? Yeah. Kind of give, you know, just, just to gauge it. Because you never know. Like, listen, you always need a plan B. You never know what may happen. And I think that might have been a good time to see. if, maybe, Let's say Mommy does keep the title. Who could be our next challenger? Because I know that they're going to probably do the, uh, what do you call that? The trading. I forgot the name of that. Uh, what do you call that? that the... the draft? There you go. The draft. I couldn't get the word out. <laughs> the draft. I think the draft is also around the corner because I think it's time to freshen up WWE. Yeah. yeah, it usually comes like uh, maybe I think two months after Mania, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who who would be uh, Mommy's next contender? I de- like I said, I definitely see her losing it. Um, the, I mean, the best way is, the best way to take away from her <laughs> is a triple threat against um, Naya and Becky. And But, um, I'd rather see a one-on-one awesome match, if it's possible, of Mommy versus um, the man. I want to see a face-off. I want to see a badass match, something like uh, Mommy had with Charlotte, which is like my second best women's wrestling match. So I I would love to see that. Um, What are the chances we see AJ? And I say AJ as in AJ Lee. Uh, I'm going to say at least 90% is my opinion. 90%. Nice. I like that. Um, what's a bigger pop? AJ Lee or Hulk Hogan? Ooh. <laughs> Hogan. Hogan? I, I like AJ, at, you know, because obviously, you know, it's a great opportunity, right? Because you got, Mich- like, for example, Undertaker and Michelle McCool is going to be backstage. Michelle McCool could jump in. Uh, CM Punk and AJ Lee could be backstage, and she could jump in. Uh, Hogan is lives in the area, so seeing him come out, that's going to be huge. Yeah, because it is forty years of forty see, years of Hulkamania. I see that. him somehow, somewhere in at the Rumble. It'd be great to see him in the ring, and like I said, carefully thrown out. We had Superfly Snooker and Roddy Piper, who both had um, hip replacements and everything, and they both got their their face off, and they got thrown out very carefully. And out the way. It's just to get that face off in front of a big arena. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I would love to see a Hogan and John Cena face off. Uh, even if it's backstage or whatever. But it'd be nice to have it in the, middle, mean, in the middle of the ring. Hogan did oh, yeah, kind of hit. I, I, I do have maybe one more left. Yeah. So, who knows? He's full of shit. But, I mean, the Royal Rumble, <laughs> anything can happen. <laughs> That's a stretch. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think besides that, if, we, if you have any more predictions or any other rumors, if not, then that's it. It's a wrap. Yeah, that's the all for me. All right. So um, our next episode um, will be sometime after the Rumble. I'm assuming if something really big happens, we'll do an episode maybe um, sometime Sunday or Monday. So stay tuned. Um, but besides that, um, you you want to save the world? Yes, please check out Give Kids the World. Um, the Facebook and uh, Hearts of Reality, and then please check out Media Club as well as they do time at 
time, money, and effort to help with Connor's Cure, please check them out also on Facebook. And if you happen to be in Tampa this weekend coming up, I'm Co- uh, sorry, what's his name? Uh, Kofi. Kofi Kingston is going to be at Cricket Wireless. So check that out if you happen to be in the area. Um, the list, uh, besides that, the, the list came out for the, the the meet and greet for the store. I don't know if you saw that. There was a, wait, a list? There's a list of, like, the, the schedule or the times of who's going to be there. Oh, who's going to be where? Who's there? Tell me, tell me, tell <laughs> well, me. I didn't have well, seen I, it yet. I don't have the list on me right now, but I, I, I believe Thursday was Titus, and he's the only one for Thursday. And then you had um, Imperium. Um, you had the Cree Brothers. The rest I'll be making up names. There, there, there was more, but those are the only ones I saw, and I'm pretty sure oh. I, I saw it on, on Mania Club. So check it out. If, if, if See, it, time after the money pays off. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Rest of the Universe. They have a bunch of sightings coming up. They're located in Queens. Check them out. And Lucharitos, which is a Mexican uh, slash American restaurant with a wrestling theme. And they now they have um, Taco Tuesdays. Check that out. Their food is awesome. I recommend it. Besides that, um, to everyone that listens to us, thank you so much for all your support. Please keep doing it. Please keep following, subscribing, liking us. And we'll talk to you guys very soon. Take care. Goodbye. Mommy wins. <laughs>